Hi guys, welcome to Late Night Sessions with your one and only Bean. I'm chilling today with the beautiful, multi-talented, fine wine called Penny Libyane. <laughs> welcome, Penny. Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me and uh, hello to uh, your listeners. Late Night Sessions with Bean. Yes, the place to be. <laughs> Awesome. So how's your lockdown been? How's your new norm treating you? Uh, wow. Because of my work, I'm really, really, uh, truly blessed because I never really uh, had to to stop working. So mm-hmm. um, the first 14 days, um, you know, I I kind of like worked from home for a while. Yeah. Uh, tried trying to adjust into working from home, which was uh, was great, but it was also challenging because my team uh you know were all over the place yeah. and technology technology was a bit of a challenge uh you know but we soldiered on and then when uh, that uh move from 14 days went to, to the next 21 days i kind of went back to studio yeah. um with um just myself and some of the team members at home mm-hmm. um and then i was back in studio by myself and then a technician would come in every now and again and then uh, when we started moving up on the levels, uh, some of the members kind of came back and then there was a COVID scare in the team. Mm-hmm. Everybody went back home again and then I was back Ooh. in studio by myself. <laughs> but I was constantly on the road. So I remember the first day driving to work in the morning yeah. and there was literally no one on the streets. It was, it was creepy, eerie. right? It yeah, it was very like eerie. It was very town. eerie. Yeah, yeah it was a ghost movie? town. <laughs> yeah, it felt like that. And then I was just like, wow, Lord, I'm privileged to actually see the streets Mm-hmm. with no one mm-hmm. um and then yeah i just i just carried through and uh and you know being an essential work on radio so that was like um an empowering experience as well because yes. i felt like i'm contributing to to encouraging people you were and to keeping them positive yeah i was i felt like that <laughs> yeah i felt like that yeah so how long have you been in the industry and what is it that you really do so I've been in the creative industry <laughs> for the shucks. If South Africa has got gained democracy in officially in 1994, yeah. So I got on radio in 1993. Uh-huh. Um, basically, let's say six months to a year before we actually voted, because the Independent Broadcasting uh, Authority, which is ICASA now, yeah. uh, was mandated with uh, making sure that dissemination of information about uh, voting will get to every part of our community. So mm-hmm. the the opening up of the airwaves came with the issuing of community radio licenses because mm-hmm. remember, we had African language stations and we have the main commercial stations, but um, people in remote and small communities, uh, some of them didn't have access to those or, you know, mm-hmm. we wanted to bring, they, you know, it was about bringing the conversation to like to the local street. So they started these community stations and I was part of a generation of young people who had an opportunity to be trained uh, to to get on radio. So the Radio France International was doing a program in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I think the BBC was also doing a program around voting um, and other media houses from around the world. So, I got trained to get on community radio while I was still in metric um, in, yeah, I think in metric, in metric, but beginning of the year. So that must've been in 90, 90, 
But I didn't work for that station, which was uh, Soweto Community Radio, because then I focused on my metric that year. Mm-hmm. Then the following year, when I was meant to go to university, um, my parents couldn't take me to university. So I got a job as a receptionist. And then I also applied to work for a community radio station. And mm-hmm. this time around, it was called Voice of Soweto. So Soweto being Soweto had a couple of community stations. It had Bua FM, mm-hmm. it had uh, Soweto Community Radio, which was in Dube, and it had Voice of Soweto, which was mainly based in the city center in Johannesburg. So I got trained at Soweto Community Radio, but I didn't work there. Okay. Then I went to, to go work for Voice of Soweto um, as a newsreader. That was in 1993. I got to cover... Um, the elections the following year in 1994, mm-hmm. uh, but I, but I didn't I didn't qualify to vote. So I was like 17. I hadn't yeah. been 18 years. I was not officially uh, of age to vote. So, mm-hmm. but I did cover the elections of 1994. Um, so that's how far I've been. How long I've been in radio? As far back as then. So you've been you've really been a soldier behind the mic. Yeah. For a I've while. been in this, yeah, for a while. Yeah, for a it's while. It's been, it's been a while. So, what does your typical workday look like? Just paint a picture for us. <laughs> so, at the moment, um, because I do breakfast, which uh, the show starts at seven. Initially, mm-hmm. previously, you know, the usual breakfast starts at at six. It's six to nine. Yeah. So, uh, or it's five to nine. Uh, you know, on some stations. So, ours is seven to ten. Okay. Um, okay. So. I wake up at 3.30 because I sort of like do my prayer, meditation and all of that yeah. stuff. I'm kind of like, yeah. So I wake up at 3.30. I do that. I do my reading and my praying and whatever. And then I finish that at like 6. Mm-hmm. And now because I start at 7 and the kids' hours of school have kind of like adjusted. So I take my son to the bus bus stop at um at 5.45. Yeah. Um, and then he catches a bus to go to school and then I come back. And then by um, 6.15, I start sort of like preparing or getting out of the house. It's always hard, hard to get out of the house. So the studio is 10 minutes away from from now, from now where we are. Yeah. Um, during during COVID, it was easy because there was no traffic. Was so no now traffic. the traffic is yeah. – yeah, so now the traffic is coming back. But we've moving, we're moving to, to Randbeck, which is going to be like – seven minutes from my house okay so i'm happy with that so that's what i do and then after that i get to studio let's say uh, 6 30 6 45 mm-hmm. um then you know the show starts i normally prefer not to get to engage with anyone before i go on air except maybe <laughs> my kids and maybe anybody who's like in my private life yeah i don't want to talk to i don't want to talk to my team like verbally you just want uh, to just, bring the vibe I want as silence. pure as it is. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> so they can send me a WhatsApp and whatever stuff. Um, that's fine. And then I go on air um, at 7 and then I finish at 10. I normally just take like 30 minutes uh, to myself. I literally sit in my car and just be in silence. Yeah. And then I finish that. Then I either go for uh, a walk with um, one of my producers just for a debrief, like 10.30 to maybe like 11.30. That's my exercise. Or I go to the stairs. And then I'll either have like, um, you know, I do a lot of me time around our time. Then I'll either have um, a facial session Mm -hmm. or I'll go do my 
my EMS session or I'll go to my gut health stuff or I'll just go sit somewhere quietly and have a nice session with myself. I normally come home, make myself something to eat yeah. if I don't have any of those appointments or meet you know, my person for like breakfast or whatever the situation is. Yeah. And then um, I sort of like engage in back to like other work modes uh, just after 12. I prefer like 12.30 to 1. That's when I want to look at my emails and get into other meetings if I need to have a meeting. I don't like meeting people before 1 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, again. Um, and that's like stuff that I've emphasized on like, uh, especially this year. I mean, before... Um, if I was, sh- I was shooting a TV show, Kukiti, mm. for example, they would want me to finish my show at 10 and then I must be sitting in the makeup chair at 11 too much. I would lot. say no. I'm like, it's a lot. It's not going to work. My brain is like too much. I can only deal with any TV stuff or anything that's going to involve my mind. Let's say from like half past 12 is the earliest, one o'clock, because I can't. It's a lot. Mm. Uh, and then I had to sort of like really block my time, like, my exercise time must happen. My debrief must happen. My eating must happen. My reading must like that. Because I just, the older I got, the more I realized if I don't do that, people just want you here, left, right, center. People expect you to answer email. I'm yeah. like, no. And you'll I'm never not. get that time. You'll never get it. Yeah. And then I do that. And then I try to come back and touch base with home again at like about two or three, because that's normally when my kids come back mm-hmm. uh, from school. I uh, catch up a little bit with them, even if it's just, hey, what's up? Our school, or I'm home when my daughter walks back. She likes that, walks back into the house. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, they've always been like that. So, so this is my second breakfast gig. I used to do TV, breakfast TV. Yeah. Uh, so, so that sort of like, it's a similar pattern. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I wouldn't drop, I wouldn't be able to see off my kids to school. So it was important that I'm back home when they come back from school. Even yeah. if I'm in my room sleeping, the fact that I'm the home. The fact that you're home. Yeah, that home, me like, they don't say, hi, mommy. That was cool. So mm-hmm. now Vision is 15. My daughter is 12. So, um, and then that's that. And then I'm here until then maybe like three, four. Then I can get into other meetings. Now it's more Zoom mm-hmm. calls and all of that stuff. And then, um, then I can get into anything else, let's say, in the afternoon. Like I can do these zoom calls until five six okay. uh five sort of six is like six they have like mm. their dinner and i you know if i had an event under normal circumstances i would leave for the event between 6 30 to 7 do that event and then 8 39 i'm coming back home mm. so if i'm if i don't have an event uh, already at like seven i'm in my bedroom i'm reading uh maybe answering some stuff checking out social media mm. and things like that um, you know, uh, and just taking it easy. That's really, that's like my day. And then I try to be in bed mm-hmm. uh, by like 10, like literally trying to sleep. But as, but already by seven, I'm just, I'm sort yeah. of like slowing things down. I talk to, to a few people. There's people who I engage, I'm willing to engage at the time. Mm-hmm. You have to be close and dear to me. Otherwise I don't, I don't just yeah. talk to anybody. And I'm everybody. glad to see yeah. that there's a balance in you yeah. know, pushing the passion and also putting your feet up. Which is not the situation with other people. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had to learn that over time. But I've also, I think since I had my kids, I was always very selfish with my time. So my excuse was always like, I mean, I, there was a time when I would cut out on events. Once I get home, my kids are there. I look at them and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to go to this event. That's it. And I mean, normally they, they sleep yeah. at like seven or eight. 
So the silence, I I just like the silence of um, yeah of it all. You know, just me, my thoughts, and my space, and reading my books and catching up on uh, conversations uh, on social media or mm. reading articles. Mm. I like that. Some time to shut down. Yeah, yeah. So as a woman yeah, in the totally. industry. What has been your most significant barrier when it comes to your career? Mm. I think it's it's these um, industry, you know, unspoken mm. rules. I don't know if you want to call them that. You know, there was this thing when I got in, you know, that, you know, once you have children, you know, you can't go far. Um, you know, when you get to 30, you need yeah. to change careers. You know, those are kind of, those are kind of things that used to be said. And you can imagine, I got in at 17. I get to Metro FM at like 21, 22. Already I'm told that it's once you fall you. pregnant, mm. it's going to be a problem. So that was, it's over for you. And that's a fear that I carried, uh, you know, with me. And then, you know, those women who had children already at that time had to act differently. They had to, to, to behave uh, like they don't have children mm. Uh, you know, to be acknowledged. And I had a problem with that because once I had children, I, I, I really didn't want my children to be a barrier to anything. I actually used to say that my children mm-hmm. are my greatest yeah. inspiration um, and I'm going to do anything and everything because I have them. So those things of like, you're pregnant, you can't do this. I just used to say, yeah. whose rules are these? Um, and then I remember going to the summers and I was pregnant with my son, everybody was just like, Penny, honestly, why can't you stay home? And I'm like, why should I stay home? I have, I have heels. I have a dress. I have a makeup I'm artist. Feeling perfectly I look awesome. Fine. I'm going, <laughs> I'm feeling perfectly fine. I'm not dying. I'm just pregnant, you know? Um, and then, uh, you know, and then once I had children, uh, you know, with our work, it's, it can be very easy to be mm. an absent mom. You can take your kids and they can stay with your mom. They can be raised with your nanny and you're just never there. And I was just like, no, uh, if I'm going to the summers, uh, if the station is paying for a single room, I'm going to upgrade it. I'm bringing my helper. I'm bringing yeah. my, my son. Um, and I saw that from women that I worked with in other projects. Like I used to work with Love Life, uh, you know, Judy Nokwedi, she was mm-hmm. like, the CEO, she used to bring her son everywhere. I was like, oh, I can do that too. And then I would read up about women in Hollywood uh, who were insisting on certain things. So I started just doing those things. So they, so they would say, hey, you know, when we are in the table, the child is in it's the room. It's not like the kid is running around yeah. disturbing and then if anyone. The, no, the kid is not running around disturbing anyone. And then, and then if I'm on air during the day, my, my mom can come and be with my son and he plays around. Um, and then I go on air. It's only three hours. When I finish, I can go big, big, big back to your mother. I, I'm here to do my job. Um, I remember going with him to like Miss SA, going with him to the summers, yeah. and you know what I mean. And then I just already back then, and then I would see people coming to the events without their children. I was like, you, my child will be here. I'll be in my room, and I'm doing that. So I was consciously, uh, you know, mm, breaking mm. all those myths, um, you know, and say. And it wasn't a case of like, now that I'm a mom, um, I'm, boring, I'm boring and, and I'm not exciting. I'll be like, uh, I'm still I was like, no, um, I'm actually, yeah. I'm even more. I'm like, I have more passion. I have more ambition. I really want to do. So I saw my, having becoming a mother as an inspiration. And also I think maybe because my brother was born mm. when I was in my teens and then I kind of like had a practice with him. I would drag him everywhere. 
you know, I'll drag my brother so everywhere. So you now knew how to manage your time. Um, and, yeah. So I knew how to manage my time, that type of thing. Um, and then obviously, if I was doing late night stuff, obviously, mm. he would, you know, I wouldn't do that. But like, if there was an afternoon event, I'm definitely showing up with a child. Uh, I don't care. Mm. I'm like, you all better behave. And they're like, there's alcohol. I'm like, yeah, this child knows that I don't drink alcohol. And I'm not here to drink alcohol. I'm here to show face, take exactly. pictures and leave. Uh, you know, so it be- it became like that. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, on radio, that it was that women don't listen to other women. I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I have a problem with that. Uh, you know, I'm a woman. It's fine. Men can listen to me, uh, but I'm still a woman. When I talk to them, I'll talk to them like a woman. And then um, I realized that all of those things were just concepts that were planted to mm. discourage us. Yeah, it was patriarchy. Obviously, we didn't have the words to use that. And sexism, you know, uh, you know, women must be co-hosts. Mm. They mustn't mm. have their own slots by themselves. I just used to say, I got on radio by myself. I don't want to co-host with any men. Don't give me co-hosts. So a lot of times, I didn't get on big primetime shows because I was just like, yeah. I don't want to be anybody's co-host. Um, uh, you know, and things like that. But um Obviously, I was part of a generation of a person, you know, one who was demystifying that. And also because the women before me were more about jazz, mm. um, you know, um, a different style. So me, I was more like hip hop and quieter. So I was like, uh, you know, if they could do jazz and, and, and the no, other stuff, do I don't see why thing. I can't yeah. do the same thing for my generation. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm talking about women like jazz and soul, you mm. know, I'm talking about your shadow mm. twilers your Zandilen Zalos, uh, your Brenda Sisanis, you know, they were about, they're, they're all jazz uh, connoisseurs. So I was like, I like jazz, but I'm not the next jazz person. Yeah. I'm a quiet that's and what a hip hop. So that's what I'll do. <laughs> and pop. <laughs> that's what I know. That's what I'll do. And then I'm going to be the same person in that space. And they were like, you, 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 uh, uh, you're a lot, I you're am, too much. So I'm like, yes, it's our universe. turn. <laughs> I am. Let's go. Take it or leave it. So, you know, popular mm-hmm. culture and youth culture. Because uh, obviously, you know, you I got into a station like Metro FM at like 22. So those were like mature people already. Yeah. They were already in their 30s, um, you know. So it was like, <laughs> we are super. I'm like, yes, we are pop. I was like, yes. You know, I mean, obviously, it wasn't as yeah, easy as yeah. I'm saying it now mm-hmm. because it came with a lot of rejection. Um, it came with, a, you know, you're constantly being told to, to sit down, to keep quiet to tone it down uh but i was just going on and i'm sure um, in hindsight i look at it a lot of young people uh my age mm. were looking up to me and i was breaking ground and i didn't True. even know that i was doing that uh you know so You're setting up yeah. the, the stage for them too. so that's that yeah so yeah. You, yeah. We, we spoke about patriarchy so i'm my next question is kind of linked to mm. that how do cultural expectations regarding gender roles sex and women's bodies affect attitudes towards consent and rape. Ooh, okay, can you repeat that slowly? <laughs> intense one. How do cultural expectations yeah. regarding gender roles, sex and women's bodies affect attitudes towards consent and rape? Mm. In a very big way. You know, we were socialized to believe that we we don't have a right to our bodies and to say uh, what we want, we must just give in to what mm. the opposite sex want, that it's always about them. And it's, it's, it's like you, you, we had no concept of um, this is what I want 
and I want to do it. It must be like, oh gosh, mm. you have to do it because this is a rite of passage to get to mm. this person or to this person to love you. And, you know, without anybody sitting me down and educating me, I just had this thing in me that something mm. doesn't add up here. And now, because I was on radio, um, I had these, I had this strong voice of the things I want, I want to do. And I just felt like nobody wants to hear what I think and what I want. And I realized that the conversation about concern uh, and what I think is right for me, nobody wanted to hear it. Was always about, I, it was always exactly. about what everybody else, what they, yeah. It was always about what they think I should be doing. And I'm like, but I don't want to do that. And people found that problematic when I was mm -hmm. like, but I don't like that. No, you don't have to like it. This is what we're saying you must do. So I realized the concept of concerned, it's a word that people didn't even, we're not we, socialized. We don't even know what it means. Acknowledge. We've never known where it fits We didn't in. know what it, me it meant. We've <laughs> yeah. never known what, yeah, where it fits in. So I remember in one time having a conversation with myself saying, you know, I'm a very independent but dependable person. But I didn't know if I could say that because I was in an era where they say you're yeah. either an independent woman either or you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then either or, you know, and then I remember things like, you know, um, I am a, a girl who comes from rural setting mm. who grew up in the township. Um, I didn't go to a multiracial school, but I grew up in a, mul in a multiracial, multicultural uh, yeah. space like Yeovil. And in Yeovil, I lived with an American girl, a German girl, and a Canadian girl, yeah. that's a multiracial, multicultural environment. So I don't fit into all these things that mm. they're saying, you know. Um, and then at the same time, I can't say, oh, I went to a multiracial school. This is where I no. learned to speak like this. <laughs> um, my parents are academic. That's why I'm, It's not about where I went you know, to school. Articulate. No. What it's I not about where I went to school. My mind. It's about my mm. mind, what I know and what I understand in my mind. And then I remember... You know, being a, a, a 16, 17-year-old going to Verts on Saturday for Saturday class, classes, having a pepper spray mm, in my bag mm. um, because I just felt like, you, if anybody tries to violate me, I'm going to fight back. Nobody told me that you need to fight back. But prior to, you know, after that, like before, I mean, when I got onto radio mm. at Voice of Soweto, I used to go to a young woman's network center. My mom's friend used to work there. What I didn't realize is that place, is, which was a precursor to mm -hmm. uh, the gender commission, they had a lot of they had a lot of documentation around women's rights and things like that and feminism. I mean, I was just reading this stuff. I didn't know what I didn't know what feminism was. Um, I mean, I, I I came across Essence magazine and people like Oprah. I hadn't watched mm. Oprah, but I'd read about her. And then you know, and then I just I mean, I didn't understand what woman power was. But then I remember. When the women went to Beijing, yep. I was 17, turning 18. It was a big thing. I was like, these women, they're talking about what? They're going to talk about <laughs> women's rights. I was like, yay. And then the country was turning around because they were saying, yeah, Labafas, they've gone to Beijing. They think now they... So that thing was planted in my head. So I realized that when I got to Metro, all of those things were there in my spirit. They were spirit. just bubbling up. And I, was, mm. I knew that I had a right. They were bubbling up, but I didn't have the concept in the right words. I was really like, no, why are the guys treated differently? Why are the men allowed to be on this show? How much are they being paid? How come mm. he gets to why do that and I can't do that? Boys? And they were like, yes. 
Why must be boys <laughs> before? So I mean, I would stand with the boys and comment in their conversations. But I pain. Can't you when I get up? Like it's how. Now me I know soccer. Let's talk about it. I know. I think Doctor Kumalo plays nonsense. How pain? So I was. I had no boundaries. You know? I was just like Aska. Um, same thing with with racism. Yeah. I lived with these white girls who were from Canada, Germany, whatever. So if a South African white person was saying things, it only hit me after the fact. Could being racist, later on. Being racist because nobody. Yeah, later, I'm like, I'm like, Aibo, they're doing this because I'm black. For me, white people were equal because I saw those dirty girls yeah. from Germany and Canada who I lived with. So I didn't, I didn't have this concept of Uti. You know, when you go to a white school, they're like, trim your hair mm. like this, mm. talk lower. I didn't know that. I was just this free girl uh, because the white people I socialized with were free. And they just were so fascinated by me. Oh, you're from Soweto. You're on radio. Yeah. Because it's a commune. Oh, my God, Penny. They wanted to come with me to Soweto. They wanted to meet <laughs> the black boys that I knew. So to me, they were normal. Now, when a white person thought he was, she was superior, I was confused. Like, huh? I was like, why what? are you behaving like oh, this? Oh, you think you're best. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, why are you behaving like this? So when I went to like an idols and things like that, I was like, I, uh, why are they treating the black children differently and the colored children? So I had a mix mm. of people with me. So all of those things contribute to, um, you know, concern wasn't there, um, you know, issues of gender, um, this, just you know, patriarchy, uh, mm. and just women's bodies. Like, and then also, oh, people are like, oh, you must wear black, like it's slimming. That's body I'm shaming. Like, What's wrong with this thing? I'm like, what is this? I'm like, I don't Why like black. I wear black. They're like, Penny, you can't, you can't, you can't wear bright colors. Needs, but I'm from Limpopo in Pushpa Krish. I like bright colors. So they used to tease me about those things. <laughs> oh, Penny can't match. Always, she likes wearing yellow stuff. Who has a, yeah, who has a yellow dress, a yellow top, and a red thing? And I didn't have a problem with it. You know, who has mm. a red lipstick? Red lipstick is too bright. It's for girls who, who work in the streets. I'm like, Ivo, they made the colors. Why can't yeah. you? Know? So I was doing those without consciously realizing, but I'm pushing boundaries. And the worst thing, I didn't realize that it scares yeah. other people. Yeah. That it terrifies them. This girl is untamable. Mm. Uh, but others used to say, I'm going to take, she's unmanageable. And I just used to not understand. What are these people talking about? Obviously, that led to me, you know, doubting mm. myself and th- questioning myself and, and then led to clinical depression and all of that stuff. But when I look back, I'm like, oh, they were, no, not, no, woke, they were not woke, as people would say now. <laughs> <laughs> they so were not you woke. woke it's like, <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't fit mm. with the time back then. So it, it didn't. And I think also the thing about, you know, I didn't go study Mm-mm. sociology and gender studies. You know, so I couldn't, people didn't understand, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, what is, is this some degree? Because I even used to think maybe they don't, maybe I don't make sense because I don't have a degree in this thing. But I feel this thing that I'm saying, <laughs> guys, why must we be tiptoeing around this guy? Why are we tiptoeing around him? No, but and he's so- a boss. He's a boss. He must have an open portal. I'm going in there. I have questions. If I ask questions in the meeting, no, but Penny, you know, you must choose where you ask. I'm like, oh, I thought this was a meeting for the rest of the staff. We must all raise but questions. But you just sit there and take notes. Exactly. Um, so I was not yeah. 
Yeah. So while we're on the yeah. topic of rape, a common myth about rape is that mm. it's miscommunication in quotes. So what's your take on that? And what do you think are some ways that people can communicate clearly with their sexual partners so to minimize the possibility of harm in relationships and marriages? Because that's another thing that people don't acknowledge that rape takes place in relationships and marriages. Yeah. In in relationships. Yeah. So I think um, the biggest problem uh, is that it's not a miscommunication is 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 a different it's a it's a different understanding of mm, human mm. emotions um and also it's 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 informed by this socialization about i'm a man mm. i have a right to you know you're a woman you, you have no right to you must just be you must just give in to what i want oh mean i used to argue with boys uh I read the Bible. This thing of you people would see. But, but you must respect a man. It doesn't say I must respect every Tom, <laughs> Dick, and Harry. I must exactly. respect the man that's in my life. When you're not my husband, yeah, you're not my case. father. So you, so you, you, get are, the you are my peer here. When I'm mm. in, we are all equal. You, you get the respect that you give to me. If I disagree with you, I disagree. I mustn't be like, I mustn't mm. disagree with you because I'm a woman. I will. Yeah. My brain works whether I you're a man or a woman. Because... I pain. Yeah, done for you. And then they used to say, pain, you're stubborn and you like to argue. You need to know. But we're in radio here. We engage in conversations. We're here because of our intellectual True. capability. The same thing that you can deliver on air, I can deliver. And every it. person has a different point of view. Because so I've read about raise it. Mine? Exactly. Point of view. Why can't I, I raise mine? That's why. Now, and if we're dating, you see, I like you, you like me, we agree. But there's things that we're going to disagree on. If I think that guy plays nonsense in soccer, I have a right to say that. Now you can't say to me, don't speak when my friends are present. Why? Oh. <laughs> so those are the kind of things I struggled with. I struggled with, oh, when you date a guy, when he's with his friends, you mustn't comment. But when it's the two of you, I will yes, die inside. It's okay, behind closed doors. Yeah, and it's okay. But also, you mustn't have a stronger opinion than him because he'll be saying, but baby, exactly. you, you know, make you can't disagree stupid. with me. You can't know more than I do. Uh, I'm like, but why is me being me making you look stupid? You not knowing stuff has nothing to do with me. Kaloko, your brain is yours. And people mm-hmm. used to be offended by that. I have exes who used to say to me, and did not text. So now you can imagine. Also, the concept of, it, okay, so we're dating me. Um, you want to sleep with me. I don't want to. It's exactly. Oh, Kaloko, it's my choice. Uh, it's my choice. I don't dating. want to. I'm entitled to uh, get some. Hi. We're dating. No. Yeah. Yeah. So also, because I got onto radio at 17, it meant that I was at concerts because of work. I was at clubs. So no guy could impress me on anything. Yeah, I went all. to Devon mm. July at 21, 22. I've seen it all. So so I used to be very, they would say difficult. Pain is very difficult because, so now you can imagine, um, I'm high maintenance. They used to say that. So now, so now, uh, you know, even with with in the workplace, you know, this thing of mm. couch interviews, no one would really come to me directly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because now I'll just be like, they they used to say, oh, Penny is gonna blast you, but but at the same time, uh, I had this naivety, Yoguti. 
when someone really likes me, they like me, they're honest, they're, they're, they're genuine to their word. So there, there was that vulnerability that I didn't lose at the same time. But what I didn't realize is that people were also threatened by my yeah. voice and my confidence. But I was still mm. a child. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, 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 for example, with sexual experiences, it meant that, oh, shucks, all my friends are doing this. You, I need to try this myself. Oh, Lord, where am I mm. going to try this thing with this person? Okay, I need to identify someone uh, yeah, and try this. And I can say, okay, I've tried that. So I understand how when you are in the, in the relationship, and this guy believes mm. he's superior to you and he must convince you otherwise. But what they don't realize is that even if the, that the cohesion mm. is a problem, you know, that that you coercing the girl to give in is a problem. The fact that I said she no didn't want the to. First so the fact that she did it. to talk me into yeah, it. The first time. And tried to me into it. So that already you, that's where the problem is. So they don't see that. They think they were socialized to believe which you need to convince a girl. I'm like, why do you need to convince me? And then that's why they used they would say, Penny stubborn, you're you know, you and I used to say, I'm not mm. stubborn, I'm just strong headed and my like I'm not gonna do that. You're not gonna force me to do something I don't want. And like the same energy um, that you're using to and, and I must convince me. Why can't you use that exactly. same energy to understand why I'm saying no? And try to and understand why. why. Yeah. Yeah. Why? So I think, you know, because we, we we were not told as girls that it's your right to do that. We were told that the guy must convince you. So those of us who were conscious to the fact you would say, no, but I don't understand why this person is convincing me. I need to think about this. Um, and then also if you did it and you were like, oh gosh, I didn't want to do this. That mm. was your conscious speaking to you. So already, if when you when you when you say, but I said no, and then you're angry and they're like, ah, she's now throwing a tantrum. It's a whole misunderstanding. I'm like, but dude, I said I don't want to do this. And I did it mm. because when are you forced me? So the minute already the word force, it means I feel like you violate marriages. I feel like it's even Just worse something. because there's yeah. Mavola, In, so exactly. now there's the whole yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> the the toxic masculinity is Yeah, now I've married you it's like a pair. Yeah, exactly. You're my property now. And remember, we didn't have those words. We didn't. No. We couldn't say toxic masculinity. We couldn't say cohesion. We couldn't say it wasn't consent. So for a longest time, we were violated, right? But because there was no blood and choking, we didn't, we didn't understand the, the wrongness under, of it. We didn't. We didn't understand the wrongness of it and the violation of it. But in a, you know, you know, the human mm. emotion is such a powerful thing. You know, your subconscious reco- recognizes as you've been violated. Is something. It's a signal from inside saying exactly. something is off. It's a signal. It's mm. yeah, is off. So you you just felt, but you know what? Actually, I don't want to deal with this person ever again. And then they're like, "How we were fine?" And then you 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 have moods. No, I don't have moods. I don't like how this whole thing is turned out. Yeah. So I might as well walk away and just not be part of it. And and now, um, and then there's just also boys. Um, being exposed to um, to sexuality mm. via pornography. They on want girls. to act out those things on girls. You know, on girls. And then girls would, girls, they would say, okay, come, we are hanging out at so-and-so's house. And then you go in there with the Loma Blue yeah. movie. That's a violation. Already, you're, you're, you're 14, you're 15. Into sexual and days. I mean, really, 
intersexual yeah now already you you are not ready for that that it's happening in front of everybody everyone is laughing it's supposed to be a private thing that you consent to and, and now there's two a people. peer pressure now, of if i don't so basically do this, everyone's watching yeah. they will say yapora or you know yeah 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 so if you did a raw call of people's first experiences Guys, let's just assume mm. that we were all violated. Like I, I, I just saw this post yeah. actually and a few minutes ago that was saying we don't we are not supposed to say underage women. There's no such thing as an underage woman. That's a child. Uh-uh. There's no such there's, there's no, no it's a child that's a child. That there's no rape. there's nothing like there's that. No sex with a minor, it's rape. rape. And there's no non consensual yeah. sex. It's that rape. Is all yeah. rape. Why are we trying sex, to it's rape? Yeah. It's all rape. So big words. Yeah. Yeah, and then now that's the responsibility of us people in media um, because we also lived it through a time when they say, okay, you know, uh, PC, you know, uh, you need to use the right terminology. Um, mm-hmm. Don't say that. And you're just thinking, but guys, I mean, honestly, yeah. so when if you say, I didn't want to, it sounds like, oh, okay, in English, full stop. <laughs> You can you hear my tone is different. My tone is really Yeah. In English, I must say, but I didn't want to. How? You don't sound like you're angry. You don't sound like you're angry when you say, no, please don't do it. Oh, I I don't know. So it's all of those things. Language came in. And I think it's because we were socialized. Go to, we must fit into this mold, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, nice girls speak softly. Oh, and, I, and this I, point, I, this point, yo, I can't speak softly. Yeah, rasa. Like it actually yo, links I, also to the next one that says, "How does no means no?" no. Now, unfairly put the burden on women to resist sexual advances appropriately, because yeah. why must I now tell you what no means it no? Resist exactly. Umdala, everyone yeah. understands the meaning of no. <laughs> no, yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah. a child. Have you ever seen a toddler saying no, no, no? <laughs> like, they it don't want that. Reason. And let me tell you, that's when we start disrespecting people's nose. Eh? They, people's boundaries. Mm-hmm. When I love children are the best people to teach us about you're boundaries. Feed, you're feeding Although the child. Don't and then at some point, the the says, no, no, don't say like, no. You must you're finish your food. Oh. The child is full. says no. <laughs> you must finish your food. Ow. No boundaries are big. So even thing. parents have, are a problem so it when it comes to that. To boundaries, into, they are very from a young problem. age are a big okay, thing. Your nose children manipulated into a yes at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's then it's even worse as a girl child because then imagine that talk. Imagine you you are the head and oh, not the tail is oh. not there. It's there for the men because they are told to be men. They no. are the heads. Mm-mm. Yeah, they must take. And then some of us who are believers, we're like, as far as I'm concerned, the last I checked, we're equal. They want guys. to bring made in the part that the, the woman was image. made from the Where did this thing shift? So under the, and then under the men. Yo. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. I'm like, no, I'm like, even if you're, I'm like, okay, you can argue that context <laughs> in a marriage. But Lime Seven's in Indian, I've been doing. We are not a husband and wife here, so I must already behave. I must already behave like your husband and your wife. And then now, if if we are sisters and brothers, I must also behave like 
I'm I lower than you because I guys totally are near. Even if I'm good at, at something better than you, I I have to dumb myself down. No, but you're competing with men. No, I'm not competing with men. I'm telling you, which I can deliver at the same level, if not better. It's it happens. Brain. Our brain is not. There's no female brain <laughs> versus male brain. Hi guys, So articulating those things, um, it's been hard. Evolve but and grow. It's been beautiful yeah. to watch in the last ten years how we have evolved and we we've grown and we've been exact. I mean, for me, it's been so affirming mm. because I didn't have the words for those things. Like a guy would say to me, "Penny, <laughs> drive I'm like, dude, but we met at the club. Like when you yeah. met me, I was at the club driving at yeah. night. Now you're telling me that I must stop driving at night. Are you for real? No. And then, and then my male friends would say, I, I couldn't yes, do this. And it's your whole, man, I whole, so I mean, I must stop living my life so that a pers- I must audition for a position. Be, a woman I, is made for marriage. No. You're made mm-hmm. for marriage. So if, no. if, if you don't do such a thing, you must audition for a no. Yeah. Mm-mm. People won't marry me because they, they're not the one for me. It's because, not going to happen. Uh, I, man, by you fit because. I want someone who will respect my views, mm-hmm. Lami, as a person, my thoughts, my 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 concepts, as someone who has a brain. Like, let's meet at the same yes. level. No one has to tone themselves down or dilute themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm. And intimate relationships are the place that we thrive the most or die the most. So yeah, now, dying. if I'm going to be powerful Penny on radio, but when I'm in with you, I'm dumb Penny. How does that work? Are you guys in some depression? So I I'm, I literally say to people, I got mm. depressed because I needed to be skito. I must be powerful, Penny. For me, love is freedom. If you can't accept, for me, love is freedom. I'm like, you, so now, yes. if they piss me off at work, I must come here as animated as I was at work. And, and I, I, I mustn't filter myself. I mustn't be like, what you, you if I say that the guy at work said this is going <laughs> to now be asked. Oh. So you were saying this on radio. You, where you mean ah, that's mean another West. High. That's the West. I mean, if the Ooh. shoe fits. <laughs> exactly. So I dealt with those. Yeah, I dealt with those. <laughs> I dealt with those. But so these things you were saying on radio, it's you. Put it. So you listen to my so radio show with a red pen. Because our problem. When you are not going to survive. And then. It's just, it's just pains. Because I mean, when I'm on radio, I'm so free. Yeah. Eh? I'm not even thinking about you. I mean, yeah, you do cross my mind. But Kaloku, I'm working. And then the other thing was when social media came. Yeah, you know, you need to manage yourself on social media. I'm like, you? Get off my timeline. Because now I mustn't say the things I say on my timeline. Because when yeah. you're concerned about it's about... If let me tell you, is, nothing I do I mean, or say is about but you. But it's, it's, okay? it's not yes, generally about you. Some of it is my life. It's my life experiences. Mm. It's not, guys. Like, and also, you're not the only person I know, eh? There's other people. And, and other people tell me their yeah. stories. So I need to be believable and authentic when I'm on air. Eh? So if when I, you're going to be taking offense every time mm. I say something, there's, you're going to have a long problem. Eh? You, can't be yourself fast. At work. you can't be yourself at home. <laughs> you can't be yourself on social media. You're just trapped. Yeah. So, and I, 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 I struggled with trying to fit into that world you know because everybody was saying you're penny you're too much you need to do this i tried mm-hmm. and i was like i got depression i got sick and whatever and my son and I, it happened and then in, and then you i looked back i said how did i get to this please place? other people oh, and fit i in, changed mm. being me because i was trying to because i was trying to fit in because people were saying to me penny you must be like this so that this person must do this and then they'll marry i said <laughs> you 
But not my portion. Father Lord God, <laughs> can this cup pass me? Because I can't be sick from this. This is not my portion. Now, I'm going to accept myself, but I will have an opinion. I will exactly. say, I'll be animated. And, and I'll one be of the ones who's meant for me was Antola Pambi. And then I kept on trying it. I'll be perfect. So I kept on trying it slowly, slowly, and I really realized, became, you, I'm happier. Who you were. I'm freer. Your routine, I'm your life. Mm. Anyone who can cope, my life. Yeah. I literally went back to the 21-year-old that I was. Because I tried this thing was between 26. Mm. You know, you go through a messy public breakup. Everyone says it's because she's this, 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 this. You're like, oh, let me cut my tongue. I, I tried 27, 28, 29. I was like, hi, hi, hi. Mm. This thing is crazy. I had my son at 28. And then, I got like, sick. Nope. And then I had my daughter at 33. It stops here. Mm. I looked back. I said, I was like, this thing is not going to work for me, guys. I'm like, I was like, guys, I'm <laughs> if glad it's working I didn't for you, get married. Good luck. I was like, yo, good luck. But it was still a wonky at 40. But I'm going to go Now, manje am going in my pockets and shut. I'm like, I was like, you, you, but penny. You know, you used to say, guys. I didn't have the words for the thing, but I knew and, and it is we must all agree to and easy. It's not working. <laughs> they would they would say to me, We are all you men have egos, you know. Why must I just accommodate someone else's Yeah. I used to say, You guys, as a believer, ego means isn't got out. I'm very confused. So it means I must worship this person. This thing is very tough. So how do I do that? So when I'm on air, I must be another person. And then I must constantly be watching by how they feel. And then I must go home, explain what I did. And then it's I must think about work. what I say before I say <laughs> it. Hi, guys. It's too confusing. <laughs> it's a lot of extra work. I said, you, you know, all the things. Yeah, I was like, it's tiring. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm currently I'm... reading. It's called Women Don't Owe You Pretty. Everything that you are saying, everything. Mm. It's in that book. Yo. It's by Florence Given. I'll send you the name and the and the and the I author. need to get that book. You need I'm you need... reading it and I'm just like, wow. It's so please send me the name. Yeah, I'm for, yeah. People are misusing their privileges about, you know, sexuality, mm. women's bodies, and you? it just goes into yeah. all these things. And I'm just like and Yo. everything that you're saying uh, is just uh, coming out because I read the book and I'm like, Yes, because wow. There would be yeah. Yeah, they would say to me, they would say to me, Penny, why are you you wearing these shorts? Yeah. How? What's wrong with my shorts? It's hot, Moose. But you can't, you you can't be wearing me? shorts. Look at you. Aibu. What's wrong with me? <laughs> no. No, Penny, you're um, you guys. Guys, yeah, she's, I'm, I'm going to wear shorts. No. But, you, but Penny, you're yes. pregnant. Why are you wearing shorts? I want to get... This is the sexiest <laughs> I feel. This is our strong. No, I'm going to wear what I like. I'm going to. Don't even try. Oh, your 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 hair. It's, eh, 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 don't touch my hair. Don't even go there. Leave me alone. Yeah. Don't even try. I'm it. glad we we've, we've you know moved, we needed all of that from that yeah. space. We're now so, in a better space. So this this next question is a bit. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit tricky, but I want to yeah. know what two tips or advice. Would you give to men out mm. there on how not mm. to rape or how not to perpetrate the rape culture? You. Hey. First of all, they need to ask 
Sisi, do you yes. feel like and be doing ready what I would answer. like us to do? <laughs> <laughs> and be ready for the answer, number one. Mm. Um, that's one. Two, they must say, um, they must they must also, when I say, this person did this to me, don't second guess me. Just say, oh my goodness, I am so sorry this happened to you. First of all, you must say, your, I am so sorry this happened to you. First of all, whether I'm your sister, mm. your girlfriend, I'm telling you about my ex who, when I was five or 25 or whatever, you know, you must, like, mm. I didn't like what, how this person said, one, two, three. You must say, oh my, True. they must first say, I am so sorry that happened to you. Then hear the rest of it. They mustn't be like, wait, 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 wait. And even okay, when you hear the rest uh, of it. Okay, just you listen tell me exactly what uh, To listen to my story. Uh, Don't listen to now be uh, picking up points and say, hi, but when I, why were you listen this? When I, what to my story. So and so. Why were you drinking? No. no. Yeah. Mm-mm. Where were you guys? Yeah. You were drinking. You were... No. Uh-uh. First, you must just say, I mm-hmm. am so sorry this happened to you and mean it. Anything that comes up, you know, actually, once you're, so, you don't even need to know the details. You know, this, fr- this friend of mine was telling me that mm. she told me somebody, when I met this girl, she was going to work with me. She says, you know, I met you. And then there were these stories about her and whatever. And the person said, yeah, you know, so-and-so is like this, like this, like this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not interested in that stuff because we're here to work. And then she said to me, you know, I had been, she had been feeling so small and ashamed about this whole thing. And then mm. this person, these people were saying this about her and they didn't have the details. She says, you know, I don't remember you asking me for the details. You just said, True. I am not interested in that. I like this girl. We're going to work and I'm out. Because because the peop- the person was saying to me, don't work mm. with being because unje, unje, unje. I was like, I will. I'm going, yeah. I'm going to do this interview. This is what she wants to do. And I'm, I like the subject and I'm going into it. So it's the same thing. Don't be yeah. interested in, unless if you, you want to tell me the details. That's what I'm interested in. But I'm not going to be saying, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so came and First said, of all, that's victim can you tell me Secondly, exactly what happened? Not know. I will. How emotional it no. is to now have that person rigged. That's victim blaming. All, oh. all the things that happened. Why are you putting them through that? You're not their therapist. You yeah. tell if it's a, Why male, are you doing a that? male person and they happen to know yeah. the person. They should also call out their friends. Yeah, they should call out their friend. And then also, they must take a moment mm. to look back. Mm. Have I ever put anyone in the same position? Do you know? There's a lot. They could have done it unknowingly. Because I think once they can do that, they can realize, Guti, they could have done mm. it unknowingly and they could have done it knowingly. And then I think even now with what we're dealing with, you know, um, we have a lot of cases mm. uh, of people in relationships who have been violated or, or, or young women or women coming up and say, this happened to me. Why you know, men mustn't be like, ah, but no, 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 no. So, yeah they, they, yeah, they say, why are you talking about it now? They might say, oh my God, I just realized that I was so ignorant and not informed about this matter. Um, I am capable mm. of violating someone 
because I didn't know better then. You see, when their names come and up, just sit down they're and very reflect. quick to defend themselves. I'm like, I'm like, don't defend. I cannot exact because you know what the problem is. If we sat here and we did a mm. Q and A, you violated. But even to yeah, verbally, psychologically, even some of them, uh, because they had bad learned yeah. behavior about sex, they were actually physically. Or you say no, stop. Huh? Mm. You're uncomfortable. Like, why are you pinning me down? Stop. Ah, 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 ah. Because that's the problem. This is my body. No, I mustn't tell you where to touch me. Where do you know where I should touch you? Haibo, whose body is this? Like, they, they have a problem. No, I don't like that. I like this. What, There's you know, also that whole you know, aura when of, you must of, just come there, it must be about teasing them. And not being no, able to no, so because no, said, no, don't no. do this. You've rejected no. my act. No, I'm exactly. supposed to get my way. No, don't do this. I don't like it. Aibo. Why? No, no, no. So, so it's all of this. It's all of that stuff. And I think mm. that's what we need to openly have conversations uh, about. And, 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 and mm. I feel like, I mean, I can only speak for my generation. Um, this is how I talk to men. I go, guys, 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 let's, let's pretend, let's go back and talk about the girls that you, mm. you know, you took joy that you ravazed them. You know, they use language, but you rough them up. That is a violation. Just because that girl hasn't come out and said you did this, it doesn't mean you didn't do it. So the best thing you can do is have an agreement with yourself and the mm. spiritual and say, Lord, mm. I have hurt people. Please forgive me. Uh, you know, and, and, and speak, speak from there. Let me tell you, even someone who yeah. you've hurt, when they hear you publicly talking like that, they're like, oh, okay, he's remorseful. <laughs> Don't be that guy that says, oh my yeah, God, this I mean, is shocking. I can't believe people <laughs> do such things. I will. <laughs> Johnny, you're capable self winner Because if, if I could be in the room, somebody, somebody uh, uh, said to me the other day, uh, I was mm. saying, oh my God, I can't believe this a girl said the guy somebody violated them or whatever, and then I was like, "Yeah, any, this is disgusting. These people must pay." The person <laughs> yeah. said to me, "You know, you talk like She's you were in me. the room." I'm, I'm like, her. "Yes, I was the Holy Spirit." I'm like, "Yes," because I can imagine. I'm like, "I'm like she's me. I'm her. I know how the slightest way of how it happens, and how mm. you guys are so pretending to be drunk on something that you don't know what you're doing. Don't come here and act the fool. Yeah. Let me tell you why you know what you're doing." Because when you tell your boys, you drink over details. it and you narrate the story. Exactly. So don't come here and pretend you don't know. So you know very well what you guys have done. So admit the guilt. Say it. Say, I am guilty. I have hurt mm. people and I'm sorry. Your only problem is that you react when people are dead. What you forget is that the violation that you've done to people, there's, women, there's people who are walking yeah. wounded who are equally dead. They're not operating their full potential because you took something away from them. You hurt them. And that's why for me, mm. I'm an advocate for emotional health, mental health, because the damage is done there. We focus so much on the, the physical act where blood is, is running. We, we don't recognize but the violation. The, in, the violation is deeper than that. Because sometimes, you know, when you feel like, you know, this mm. person was so harmful mm. to me, I felt like they raped me. Because they did. They did. They the did. The thing. only thing is that they didn't block your mouth and pin you down. And the but they did the same thing. Wrong. We are not disregarding they did the, the same thing. men don't also get sexually assaulted. But we are just no. saying 
do you know you were raped? But they yeah. won't admit that because, you know, as a man, yeah. admitting that such things happen. You know, I, it, takes away, it takes away your manhood. It's a violation when a 14, 14-year-old mm. boy is violated by a 20-year-old yeah. boy, an 18-year-old, you know, because they're also not fully developed. True. And that stuff actually affects them. It's the one that makes them think that they can chase, chase after women. Um, you know what I mean? So we need to openly talk about that. Because also when you yeah, talk to them, they're like, ah, you know, only then um, you know, ach, you know it was not a thing. Work no, on it, it was a thing. to nurture Address and work it. on their mental health. And exactly. that in turn, well, I feel like that in turn will also drastically reduce yes. the number of yes. cases of gender-based violence that we have out there. Because that's, I feel like that's suppressed feeling, suppressed yeah. anger. Yes. Yeah. It's it, Yes. It's suppressed anger. They were violated. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, these yeah. these conversations really do need to happen, and I'm glad that like yeah. so many spaces have That's opened true. up for that. It's slowly happening, but yeah, yeah. I'm also I'm yeah I'm very I'm glad and I'm I'm you know I'm part of those people who are saying, you know, right now there's no taboo because the viola- the, the, the the violations and the abuse has happened because mm. we've hidden things. So I speak openly about things. I'm I'm like I don't care how ca- uncomfortable you feel around me. The fact that we're talking about it, uh, it means that you're going to go home, you're going to think about it, you're going to apply yourself, uh, you're going to allow yourself to to think and feel, and then somehow it will come to your mind where you can navigate because the more, the more we, we, attack we do that, the more we don't on. tiptoe around it, the better. We've tiptoed hmm. enough. Exactly. We call a thing a thing. We we don't we don't tiptoe we don't say ah yeah you know sham this poor guy this woman no he took she took advantage of you mm-hmm. and you think it was a cool thing it's not I remember talking to a friend who that happened to he struggled with commitment that guy because he was like probably mm-hmm. like a um a fifteen year fifteen year old uh, yeah. dealing with a girl who was nineteen with children he was traumatized the guy was traumatized by the fact da- mm-hmm. you know dating a woman with children. It took him back to that experience, number one. He just felt like, oh, my God, uh, this woman used to punish me and tell yeah. me, you know, I'm taking my time so for my children to be with you. He was traumatized by that. She was older than him. Aha. And she made all sorts of demands, uh, you know, uh, from him. So what it means is that once yeah, a woman was, was strong, back to that whole setup. she associated the woman with that woman who was older. So he wanted to mm. go for, yeah. So he would want to go for docile women. Also problematic because so he then can that's dominate where them, all these things which is problematic. Very problematic. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Mm-mm. Yeah. So because that person that he's going for is not on the same level as them, uh, you know, mentally. So he's looking for someone to dominate, which is nonsense. Is this where you find a guy yeah. who's very successful, but he's going for a woman True. who can't even string two sentences? Oh, Why? Cool. Because he wants to dominate her. And then and then while he, you know he does that. Yeah, so he gets this girl, mm. he does that, and then then he cheats on that girl, which is another psychological abuse because I now something else. he's like, mm. yeah, you know, she but doesn't live up to my expectations. <laughs> you know, I'm very successful. I need something else to stimulate me. Aibo, Aibo, Aibo. Because you want a space where you can abuse a little bit and then you want space where you can feel stimulated. <laughs> you, 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 Bao. Yeah. Go for, pick you can't have the best of both worlds. Go for your, pick people your size. So what's your advice to our listeners, both young and Bigger old, struggle. male and female? Yeah. Mm. My advice to young and old, I think we need to walk in our truth. We need to ask, we need to ask, you know, those little things that come to us and we, we feel uncomfortable about. Ask, mm. whether it's about culture, religion, 
sex, ask. Just ask because find ask somebody who you yeah. can ask. And if you're not satisfied with that answer, keep asking. Ask someone else. Find the books, read. Because, you know, whatever question that you, you're asking, there's an answer out there. There's somebody else who's asking, who's seeking. And, and more than anything else, it will come mm. to you. You know, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Whether, and the teacher comes in a form of a book. It, will come it comes in a form you. of a conversation. It can mm. be an article. It will come. It's spiritual, this thing. It will come to you. Uh, don't, don't block Open yourself. Don't yourself say, to, oh, gosh, I, yeah, this, to the this sounds wrong. I'm not going to ask that. Ah, ah, ah. Go there. Open yourself to the knowledge. Uh, and also realize, well, you know, there's mm. other people who are having similar experiences. There's people who've had worse experiences. Listen. And then, you know, so, after you've asked... Uh, you know, listen, totally listen. Um, so mm. it doesn't matter. And also, you never, you're not too young or you're not too old. It means it's the right time. If you're already thinking you are it, level where your brain it means it's the, it's the right time for you to know. So what's your current media diet? Yeah. What are you reading, so that's listening what it is. to, watching yeah. that you can recommend for us to check out? Ooh, to check out. Um, I'm trying to get mm. you know these listen to as much locally done pro- podcasts um i'm actually doing a lot of le- reflective work as well because i've done a lot of like interviews mm. um okay i did uh, interiority with azania i think it's an amazing podcast it's worth listening to um uh veiling gubani's got a nice uh you know messages and pot and mm-hmm. um content that he's been putting on the advertising industry He's been doing those conversations. I think okay. they're on YouTube. If you follow him on Twitter, you can find that out. Veling Gubani from Avatar. Um, um, you know, Label Lion does that as well about marketing and brands. Um, mm. I mean, I've, I love some of the conversations that DJ Spoo has had with different people. That's locally. I'm listening yeah. to, uh, you know, Super Soul Sunday, amongst other things. That's the Oprah stuff. Um Okay, why are my other podcasts that I'm... So I'm trying to find podcasts because, you know, Reset, mm. um, you know, uh, Lessons with Lion. I'm getting content on, like, Goop. Because yeah. um, I'm trying to work on my own podcast. Um, I, yeah. Mm. So I'm listening to different stuff. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm actually literally going through my, my phone. Um, sexual alch- Alchemy, I listen to that. So those are some of the stuff um, that I'm listening. Because I'm trying to find innovative True. ways of, like, uh, taking podcast conversations to the next level. That's one. And then in terms of, of reading, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through I go through different phases because um because of the work that I do, um I I consume a lot of content, but mm-hmm. I like to I struggle with reading what's currently popular. Like um I'm doing a lot of like uh, Brene mm-hmm. Brown stuff uh, about vulnerability and courage and all of that because I think we're in that space but I'm also going back to like my okay. spiritual books uh, you know as well uh, you know I have a lot I have a lot of political books as well I mean I like now right now I'm looking at mm-hmm. uh, Anton Lembede's Freedom in a Lifetime these are like the founding okay presidents of the ANC of the of like ANC and things like that so I'm reading like political stuff somebody the other day sent me something on on Thomas Sankara um I'm probably going to be consuming a lot of that and then 
Um, this other girl sent me a book about um, uh, dissident daughters. So this is about um, okay Christian mm. women uh, feminism. You know, because I've had a lot of questions about that. Because, yeah, because my Christian values are very strong, mm. <laughs> and I've always been stubbornly saying, "But guys, I mean, uh, can we?" You know, because I I would I would look for female heroes. You know, a lot of people. You know, one of the reasons why, for example, like mm. T.D. Jakes, he had a he had a ses- series on women that out loose. Yeah, he talks about you know how mm. God feels about women. Like I, I fell in love with that. I fell in love with like, oh my god. So my world is like, so without without me saying God is a yeah. woman, it's like I've lived the concept of like God is for women. So where I separate, yeah, you but know, the truth is, he's you can for say women. he or she. Mm. I have no problem with that. That's fine. You mm. can say that. It doesn't bother me. Um, the truth is, is is for me. I don't care whether. So and then so it, and it's, it's things like. I would go to church and I watch. I'm like, okay, so the pastor, the, the bishop is preaching. Let's see how many women they put on the stage to say things and do announcements mm. and whatever. What kind of roles they have? Okay, how important? Okay, how many women they have on the board of the church? So, like, I found myself doing things like that in the church as well. And then I found myself saying, okay, you know, what powers do they have? Okay, what does, you know, and then, mm. and then I'm talking as far back as, you know, 10, you know, eight years ago. But also, I had an opportunity to, go to a church 15, 18 years ago where the pastor was a woman and everyone was like, oh my God, you're going to a church, a pastor is a woman, she's divorced. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) this makes sense to me. (laughs) This is what I want. And then, then, I mean, even my own parents and people, they're like, no, how do you go to church and listen to a divorced woman? I'm like, hey guys, God doesn't care whether you're divorced or not. These are your problems, you know? No, but the Bible says, it's I guys, I mean, I mean, does this woman make sense when she talks to me? She makes sense to me. Are you telling me good? You know, so I think even before we got to this level where we are now, yep. where people are, uh, you know, I know that the church is one of the places where Patrick <laughs> is entrenched. Um, and I know that I've sat in the church and said, I suka guys, this is yeah. out of order. Um, you know, it's one of the places where people go to hide mental health. I've said in the church where I've gone, let's talk about mental health. You can't come here Bible bashing when you are not coping. True. You're spending eight mm. hours here mm. when less did you speak to your mother when less did you spend time with your children you know what i mean and then and then i allowed so i believed in i followed like you know uh, revolutionary pastors like uh you know mm. and then also when i go into churches i research the stuff like i want to know mm. what the pastor is reading i'm not sitting there listening to a pastor who's just bible bashing if he's not <laughs> reading other powerful leaders and books and whatever yeah uh, and me. I question things, um, you know, uh, and then I've I've seen myself evolve and develop like that. So those books have anchored me, so that even whatever content mm. I come I come with. So same thing like when, when I read, I'm reading about hip hop, um, you know, I understand that we are all born with gifts, and you know we are all standing in different fields. You know, sometimes people think ah oh, just because somebody is a politician they don't have a gift, guys. Politics. Yeah is a area of influence. There are people who are purposed to be politicians. There are people who are purposed to be economists. There are people who are purposed to be uh, singers. There people, mm. But all of those stuff is gifts that God has given everybody equally. You know? Yeah. But but if people don't understand that this is how God <laughs> is for me in my mm. gift, I pillar, even if I can force feed them, they're stuck. 
so 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 I I I read I read all across. I can read I read. Um, I mean, like now on my spiritual mm-hmm. side, I'm I'm rereading about the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, that's a journey that I'm in, and then I'm doing this this uh, you know feminism woman stuff because we are entering an era where um, the power of being a woman. And you know, there's mm. there's feminism in its Eurocentric That's ways, and then there's Afrofeminism. Level. It's like, because I'm like, I'm an African woman. It's a whole different level. And then, and then for me, I simplified and saying, you saw when my grandmother, forty years ago, was a girl in the village, married to my grandfather who had two wives, mm. and then she could decide by who he marries and who he doesn't. What is that? Did she have a right? Did she? Did it, where her rights acknowledged. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, they were acknowledged. Okay. But where did they get violated? What happened? You know, so things like that. You know, where 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 some women said, Oh, you know, um, you know, I was just supposed to be a wife and do this. And then I'm like, Okay, that's fine. Uh mm. did the husband actually say don't do that? Or is this just society what society said? Did you actually stand up saying, No, I want to do that? Because there's some people who just assimilated. Going to say you know, their husbands <laughs> really never said don't go to school. They just were told good to, they just assume that's what he's going to say. And they never did must it, ask. you know? And I'm like, <laughs> Hey guys, we mustn't find ourselves being in the same situation. We must ask, yeah. but I want to do this. Is it mm. a problem? And if it's a problem, why is it a problem? Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's all of those. It's like, so I, and then I, I like also reading like about just, um, mm. Past heroes. I mean, you know, Charlotte McClick is one of my favorite women. Harriet uh, Tubman is one of my favorite people. Um, today, who was I talking about today that I said I also so um, that I also like uh, Harriet Charlotte? Um, who am I forgetting? Forgetting mm-hmm. who's my third hero? That okay. I'm, for, I'm forgetting. So, oh, Empress Minan. She was married to Haile Selassie. Ah, okay. Because today is today is Ethiopia's uh, New Year. You know, you know when I read about. Yeah, when I read, yeah, it's their new Wait, year. What? And you know that in Ethiopia, they're <laughs> seven years behind. So they're only entering wow. 2013. <laughs> yeah, they have a different calendar. So today is, yeah. So they, they, so in 20, so they are four years. They are only in 2013. Because you know, eh, eh, in 20, mm. what did you say? In 2009, uh, yeah, they are four years behind. What I know is that they're in 2013. I had it on my show today. I was talking about it. It was so fascinating um, because they they have a different calendar. Yeah, they have a different calendar that they that they work with, and Mm. that is just like um, some powerful stuff because you realize, Wuti in Eritrea and Ethiopia, they work on a different calendar. It's like a whole new year for them. They they don't use the Gregorian calendar, and you know how we automatically say things like (laughs) it's the first of of September is spring day. It's not yeah. spring day. Spring only starts on the twenty first of September. So I be, so I read. I like mm. things like that. I like not just understanding the deeper the things, deeper uh, you know meaning of things. So I not just yeah not just stretching the surface. I don't like I don't like that. So those are the kind of stuff that um that I'm doing. And obviously, um I'm trying to encourage my kids to read as well. So I have quite a few books. That's the other thing that I'm doing now. I'm learning about, uh, you know, holistic healing. Uh, I'm, I've got a lot of books on that, especially with COVID. I realize that people are out of, we're out of touch with our bodies. Um, and again, it was a very affirming time for me because mm. there's things that I just used to do. 
drink my lemon and water and ginger. I was doing one of those been. things. So when they mentioned those things during COVID, for COVID, I was like, Ibo, Chini, I've been on this matter. <laughs> you know? And then when they were starting to say, uh, you know, you must eat yeah. your vitamins. I, I struggle with popping vitamin tablets. And then, so I've been doing, like, eating my, my vitamins. Mm. And I'm also doing, like, a, a gut health journey now. I'm, I'm doing healing of my gut. Uh, because we learned also during mm. COVID about these antibodies and microbites, whatever. People who really struggle the most is because they are they are uh, they mm. have inflammatory challenges and all that stuff emanates in the gut. So True. I'm reading a lot of content around mental health because that's another space that I I am working in that I I want I have impact and influence in. So I want to be informed because uh, also I'm not crazy about tablets and medicine so i want to advocate for uh, you know holistic healing yeah eating healthy walking and, and just sleep. you know taking your kombucha, kombucha and, <laughs> and all of that stuff you know yeah mm. and sleeping yeah people don't respect sleep uh, rest time you know earlier on we we're talking about time management yo people they want to be it's eight nine o'clock on a friday you <laughs> you're talking on a zoom this is too serious i should be drinking there's no hurry for me. I'm not interested. You know, I can go on from <laughs> people are going on about, oh, I can't cope. There's no alcohol. People are coming sure. to my house and say, You have so much alcohol in your house. Can I have it? I'm like, Oh, yeah, sure. Why do you have it? I mean, yeah, it was given to me <laughs> when I went to an event. You keep it. I'm like, Yeah, I don't yeah. depend on it. It's not my thing. It's not here to numb anything. Uh, you know, so it's all of those things. So holistic healing is another conversation that I'm like into reading, mental health. Uh, mm. you know, chakras, uh, understanding how, you know, how our bodies work, um, you know, women, um, uh, the power of, of, of women. I'm reading, I've read, I have Marion Williamson is one of my mm. reference people. Uh, I have a her book, Woman's Worth, Return to Love. There's one about triumph over trials, which is about mental health and how this generation just doesn't want to go through pain um, and how, why we're struggling with the level of mental health because uh, our threshold, it's like we just want yeah. to to circumvent One going through fixes. stuff. It's like get me out of it. Unfortunately, life doesn't work like that. And you know what? We've yeah, we're in quick fixes. And how we've learned through COVID, but as even as as Africans, our mm. resilience and mm. our, our <laughs> adversity is actually what helped us survive COVID. <laughs> you know, because if yeah, that's why we survived. You know, because so it's all of those things. So I'm reading about that. So um, and I can you know that I can constantly mm. be. Uh, impactful and empowering in my conversations. Yeah, okay. It's been amazing having you. Where can we find you? Where can we find your work on the social platforms? So currently, I mean, I'm I'm daily on uh, Massive Mornings, which is on Massive Metro. Um, it's an online digital station. My podcasts are. You can go to Massive Metro. You'll find the podcasts. They're available on the different content and stuff that I do on the show. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as myself, Penny Libiani, everywhere. Uh, uh, we are just in the final stages. My mm-hmm. website is going to be coming through with all the, everything consolidated into one space. Um, and then, yeah, you know, maybe towards the end of the year mm-hmm. as well, more other, more content. Uh, we're working on the podcast as well. Uh, look out for that. Um, I mean, I've worked for Cliff Central 
the stuff that I used to do there at Cliff Central content from then. Mm-hmm. I've done interviews with other people like Mac G. You can find my content that I've done on there. DJ Spoo, you'll find it. Um, yeah, mainly it's, mm. it's really that. So I'm just in a space where I'm consolidating all the stuff that I've done. You will be finding it on, on my website, uh, which is coming through a bit later on uh, in the year. And I think, uh, you know, we're in exciting times. So there's a lot of stuff, obviously, that I'm, I'm mm-hmm. working on. But daily, you can catch me on Massive uh, Mornings, on Massive Metro, and on Twitter um, and Instagram. I mean, I, I have a, I do Instagram um, mm-hmm. TV. There's a lot of content that I do on that. There's conversations that I do. Uh, mainly on, you know, I use Twitter to 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 yeah. test conversations, to to provoke conversations, to move conversations forward. <laughs> um, and that's really it. I mean, my DMs are open. <laughs> People can always DM me about the work that I do. Not for the other stuff. Yes, I slid into the yeah. DMs, guys. Which is where we met, right? You sent me a DM. <laughs> yes. So for me, that's that. I, I really, I, I yeah. use my DMs for that, to connect with people who want to have, to take conversations further. Because for me, Twitter is about that. It's about accessing people that you could never have access to. But also, it's what keeps me, um, you know, in touch with what other people are doing, especially, mm. you know, young people and other parts of the world. I use Twitter to, to gather content. Um, I mean, I read everything, like I said. I read from Financial Mail mm. to Harvard Journals to... Uh, United Nations documents. I'm an avid reader. I want to be informed. Yeah, and I'm a mom of two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a mom, super mom of two. Uh, yeah, I, I love my kids. They're my inspiration. I want to do better for them. Uh, so sometimes, if you feel like I'm too much, trust me, yeah. it's not for you. It's for my kids because I'm laying a path and a foundation for them. So if it, if it doesn't, if you feel like you, just don't worry. My kids, I'm, it's seed for my kids. It's too personal. Because I don't want my kids to mm. get there and then the path has not been cleared because Mina, I found it too taboo. Ah, ah, no, I can't. My mom couldn't They're do that for me. My grandmother couldn't mm. do that for me. Uh, they were not in the position that I'm in. So in the position that I'm in, I'm changing the narr- I'm changing their narrative, mm. but I'm making sure that my you know I'm securing uh, these awesome. futures. Awesome. Thank you so important. much yeah, for that being we do with that. us. You know. Stay awesome. Stay beautiful. And awesome. You love Thank life you. and happiness with your You're family. You're welcome. All the best. Well, when COVID lifts, I'll come visit you in Germany. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely, definitely. Yo, that'll be so beautiful and welcome, Penny. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this lovely and very insightful chat that I just had with the beautiful Penny Libyane. I'm really sorry for the technical glitches where the conversations are intersecting. Please forgive, but the digital errors and doings and goes are not in my control but i hope you guys could take away something from this conversation stay blessed i'm not leaving you guys empty-handed i'm leaving you guys with tandolo to buy my figures enjoy have a lovely lovely remainder of your week catch you guys on the flip side from your bean with the biggest love